It's time for Interview Rewind. We're playing back some of your favorite interviews with indie artists who are inspirational both on and off the mic. Hear their phenomenal stories and how they became great ambassadors for Christ. Today's interview starts in three, two, one. Welcome, this is Sheree Wright. It is my pleasure to do an interview with you. This is a long time coming. I am such a huge fan of you um, in your music. Um, so first I want to begin, oh, absolutely. First I want to begin by, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. I live in South Carolina in the United States, and but I was born in Nebraska. So moved to the, I grew up in the church and went to Bible college, moved to, the, to North Carolina to help with a church plant, and then um, lived there for several years, ended up in South Carolina, and that's where I am now. And I work for an online mentoring program for artists, um, Matt Tommy Mentoring, and we help artists get their hearts and minds healed and help them grow their businesses and grow in skill. So it's a fabulous, fabulous organization. I love them. Fabulous. <laughs> I like that. So how would you describe the music that you create? Um, I would say it's contemporary worship or modern worship, kind of not your traditional praise choruses, a little more, I don't know, poppy. <laughs> so, so just so everybody know how me and Sheree are really connected, we were actually a part of a group called Writings Rounds and we co-wrote a song together. Um, yes. so, I just was looking through your page. I like went all the way back and I've noticed that you've been co-writing for a decade. Um, so about how many songs do you think you have written? I have no idea. <laughs> I've lost track. I mean, I, um, I try to do, I tried right now. I'm not recording. So I'm in a writing season and I try to start a new song, a new co-write every week. And Usually those co-writes have a couple follow-ups. So I'll be in several different writes, like two or three writes a week. Just finished one today. So, wow. Yeah, I've lost track. I should know, but I don't know. <laughs> and it's okay. Some people know. That's why when I hear people quote, like, I've wrote 100, 150. And I'm like, I stopped counting at 30. Sorry, I, I just stopped counting at 30. Um, so I don't know if you know this, Sheree, but I've learned a lot, as I said before, and you've definitely helped me as an artist, breaking out as an independent artist with, you know, advice about Indiegogo. And I will always come and snoop on your page, you know, to see what you're doing. <laughs> so uh, we got questions. So, okay. Um, but the thing I want to talk about is um, your page to see what you're doing. So what I found out, there was a interview that you did on Facebook with yourself, and it was talking about how you got started. And what was interesting is I found out that we have a lot in common. We both participated in choir and drama and music when we were kids. We both worked at a radio station in college, and we both had our gifts suppressed. Mm -hmm. So lucky for you, we were, well, both of us, we were able to, you know, survive that lie and God was able to show us exactly who we were supposed to be in Christ. But you, you actually had somebody who I'll call is your angel. So tell <laughs> us about, you know, the lady who 
who God sent to you to confirm what your purpose was? Oh, the woman in the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. Yes. <laughs> well, um, I was in college and I was working at Chick-fil-A um, on the summer between semesters. And I was in the drive-thru one day and this woman came through and I'd never seen her in my life, haven't seen her since. And I'm handing her food and taking her money and chit-chatting. And she said, uh, so do you sing? And I, you know, giggled and said, you know, in the car or in the shower, ha ha. And she said, well, the Lord says that you have a voice and you're supposed to belt it out. And then she drove away. And she had no idea that the desire to sing and sing for the Lord and, and lead worship was deep inside my heart. And I loved music my whole life, but I never felt good enough mm. because because um, the enemy used rejection to shut me down where I, you know, tried out for that solo and didn't get it. Or this person said, oh, I can't hear you or your voice doesn't sound right or you're not a good fit for what we're looking for. All of those things just, you know, silenced me. And that random woman in the drive-thru gave me the permission that I needed to, and the nudge to go and do what I was made to do. So I went and got some voice lessons and joined a worship team. <laughs> and the rest is history, right? The rest <laughs> history is in the making. History in the making. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I totally agree with you because um I was the same way. I my my gift was suppressed and um then I turned it loose and then I allowed it to be suppressed again, but you know this second go around God was like, "No, you need to keep your mouth open and you know, he released this weight off of my tongue. So now that I'm able to, you know, fluently speak and, and, and not be afraid or intimidated or shy, um, it's huge what God can do when you just trust him and be vulnerable with him. And I think that's what I had to learn how to do was be vulnerable because, you know, God isn't necessarily somebody who we can touch and who we can hold. And if we say wipe our tear, physically do it. You know what I'm saying? So we have to be able to be vulnerable enough to allow that Holy Spirit to give us that feel and that presence. So once, when God arrives for the first time, you'll feel it, you'll know it. And thereafter, you'll know it for sure. So what mm -hmm. I want to do right now is play one of your songs. So which song would you like for me to play? Ooh, I get to choose. Yes, Let's start with um, whatever is. That's the, the name of the EP. Okay, so um, I'm going to actually have you introduce it. So whenever okay. you're ready. All right. Well, this is the title track to my new album, Whatever Is, by Cherie Wright. Thank you. 
Backstory on this particular song, like how did this song come about? Um, I was, I was at a wedding, and we we're, I was driving around like from the rehearsal back to where we were staying, and just it was in the mountains in Asheville, and so we were driving around, and I was thinking about Philippians four, and trying to remember all of those whatever is things that it says to think about. So, so often we get stuck in negative thinking and, or sinful behavior. And I'm trying to take those thoughts captives. And with my children, I'm always telling that instead of saying what not to do, it's better to redirect them toward what I want them to do. So I was trying to write a song that would redirect my thoughts to um, what I want to think about instead of focusing on what I don't want to think about. So instead of trying to eliminate the negativity, I decided to focus on the positivity. So I was driving around and just started singing, whatever is good, whatever is true. And so then I just, the rest came together with my co-writer, Joe Kuyar. He took all my bits and pieces of ideas and helped me put it all together. 
Wow. And I still love your voice. I remember there was a point in time where we was having a co-write and you didn't want to sing. And I was like, I want to hear you sing. Because I, I don't know if you remember, I was looking at you and I was like, I know she can sing. She would. So, it was but, my first co-write with writing rounds. I was nervous. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I want to know what is the significance of the feathers being used on your album cover? Um. Okay, it's going to be really silly. There's no like deep prophetic meaning. <laughs> um, my first album, my first EP, Abiding, I hired a friend of mine who's a graphic designer to do the album artwork. And we went through several different designs and there was one with a feather that I liked. And, but it was a different, it was a different feather. And so he went and did this watercolor treatment on it and it became this like gorgeous album cover. I mean, it's, uh, it's still, it's one of my favorite things. I love it. And the feather became the thing that everyone recognized when they saw my, like any of my singles, that album, any of my music, the feather was everywhere. It was on my website. It was in my email blasts, feather, feathers everywhere. And so we started putting feathers on everything because it became just like my thing. So then when it came time for the second album, I went back to my friend Jason and said, okay, I want you to help me with the album artwork again. And it has to have a feather and I don't care what it looks like, but show me some feathers. And, um, and I had already worked up the background, the watercolor background myself. And then he went and found some feathers and added a little circle, but that feather was just what he came up with. And so I do like, I make bracelets and I have little like feathers on the bracelets. I saw and that on your website and looked in the store. I was like, it's a feather in the bracelet. So, yeah. So there's like leather bracelets with feathers on them. And so we just started putting feathers on everything. And my husband calls me his songbird. So oh. I guess that's my feather reference. It's really personal. Otherwise we just love feathers. You know what? I hear a lot of people refer to you as a songbird when they're making posts about you. So mm -hmm. that, that's a huge compliment, I think. And by the way, go visit com. I checked out your website and the moving video is, is, is such a great touch. It's such a great touch because it allows you to pause and be in that moment to kind of see exactly, you know, the direction that the video is going. And then it shows you with your eyes closed and then you softly open them. So it creates already a mood for your page. And then you're scrolling down and you're reading your bio. So kudos to you. I like your page. Um, now, second part of that is now I have never, ever heard of a companion project for a release until you. So tell us what's that. What's that all about? Um, well, I I used to write devotions and uh, Bible studies. So it just felt really natural that when I was releasing these singles that I wanted to do a little bit more than just the story behind the song or just the song by itself. I wanted to, well rewind a little when I was putting the songs together and picking which songs I wanted on this project, it was in the middle of, in the midst of the pandemic and recognizing that we needed 
a soundtrack to add something positive to what was going on in the world. And so I didn't want to just do a soundtrack. I wanted to do a soundtrack that people could sit in for a minute. So the devotional companions were designed to guide people to scriptures and I don't know, ask them guided questions to help them sit in the songs and have a moment with the Lord. So there's, um, there's a little devotion that goes with each song. And then I think at the end of the month, I'll zip them all up and it'll be just one big ebook for a devotional companion. Each song, it has all the song lyrics and the verses that inspired the song and just a little message from me. But you know what? That's such a personal touch. That will honestly will draw me into an artist because, like I said, it's nothing that I've never ever witnessed, and it's actually pretty cool. And I'm sure that those who you know were involved at the start, they look for that. They they're waiting for that, so that kind of keeps them engaged with you, making it easier to build you know solid relationships with people. So you're so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And then on top of that, you managed to not only just record your songs, but you made videos with them. Well, my friend Dylan made the videos. <laughs> Shout out to Dylan Phipps. Dylan Phipps is the man out in Greenville. He's He came and did all of the, a bunch of the photography that's on my website and all of the videos that are on my YouTube channel. He recorded those and... He's a beautiful artist and it was just, he was a joy to work with. He served the project really well. Yes, yes, so. he did. I love the picture of you sitting on the, you were sitting on something and you were leaning over and you were looking at something. It's on your website. And I was like, oh, that's such a cool picture. But anywho, um, so while we're talking about the album, let's talk about how that came about. Cause I know you, you said that you were working with somebody who helped produce and also helped write. So um, tell us just a little bit more about that. Like, how long did the process take? Um, start to finish. Well, I knew, like, the year prior to the release that I wanted to record another album. So I started working on songs. I work with um, an organization, well, I volunteer, volunteer with an organization out in Greenville called the Worship Cooperative. And... It's a parachurch ministry. So it's several churches come together and equip worship teams. So they teach music theory and vocal skills and guitar and audiovisual and whatever and songwriting. So I would teach the songwriting classes and I have a few co-writers that I work with out of worship cooperative. So three of the songs on that album were co-written with my worship cooperative team. And so we were working on the project and selecting songs and picking songs that would go around this theme. And, um, and then we brought them together and I, I pulled them together, brought them to my producer and who is actually a friend of one of my co-writers. He introduced me to Shane Nelson out at ASAP Records. And Shane and I had done a single together that's coming out later this spring. Okay. And then 
I loved working with him. So we started dreaming up this live in the studio project because I wanted to do a live album, but in the middle of a pandemic, that was not possible. So we started thinking, okay, what can we do that is still honoring the government restrictions for social distancing, but would still bring a live element into this recording. So he has this big room at his studio where we brought in a bunch of our friends and this amazing band and we recorded it live in the studio. And Shane is the drummer on the album and the producer, recording engineer. He mixed and mastered it. He's a genius and I love him and I can't wait to work with him again. Collecting songs right now that I want to record. <laughs> the drum piece, even on whatever it is, is so distinct. Mm-hmm. It it really stands out. So I mean, you notice that before you notice anything, but then you know it kind of you know blends in, which is good. But I mean, it was very articulate. It was like clean. Like it's been a long time since mm-hmm. I heard a drum session that clean. I'm like, it's clean. Like it's almost like you were in the studio with them while you guys were recording. And it was live. It was clean live. Like we recorded everything together. So he is just that good. Now, is there a song that you, after the fact, wish you had to put on the project, but didn't? No. No. There's one song that we had, that I originally thought we were going to put on the album. And it just wasn't coming together. It wasn't feeling right. And it just didn't feel finished. And I didn't want to put a song on the album that wasn't great. And so we pulled that one and put Faithful and True in instead. So Faithful and True almost didn't make it on the album. It is an old song that I wrote years ago. Um, I think I wrote that before my youngest son was even born. So it might be six years old. And Um, yeah, it was just an old, simple, like I wrote this for myself and it was my personal anthem that like lifted me up when I needed a little extra faith and having trouble believing the promises that God had in my life and trusting that what he said was really going to happen. And so I would just sing that over myself and it turns out a lot of people need that anthem when I released it publicly for streaming, I just started getting all these messages from people saying, Oh, this was, this is the song we've needed. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you the first time I heard it, I was like, I had to rewind it. Cause I was like, let me just listen to the words. And then I was it's like, just for it's, sure. awesome. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an awesome song. So tell me this, what is the most exciting thing and the most frightening thing that happened while you were do either before, during, or after your release? What's, what's the... Um, the most exciting thing, I think, was working with Shane, because he is amazing. So my producer was... He was just fabulous. So that was the most exciting. And the band that he helped pull together, they are... Uh, I'm still in awe. All of them were just amazing. So... That was fun. That was probably the most exciting part of the album. And and the overwhelming support that I got from just all my people. The the scariest thing was 
was when the pandemic happened and I went to the Lord and I said, do you like, are we still doing this? Like, is this even possible? And, and he said, he said very clearly, I remember I was down in my office. He said, Cherie, don't you give up on me? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, we're doing this. You're going to tell me how I'll, I have, you have my unconditional. Yes. So yes. And amen. So that was scary trying to pull off a live album in the middle of a pandemic, but we made it work. Yes. I was about to say that you did it. It's such a great record from whatever it is to mended. It's good. So what I would like to do is play my new favorite song, which is faithful and true right here. The <laughs> moth radio.
you are listening to Faithful and True. And I'm sitting here right now interviewing Mrs. Cherie Wright. So, um, man, we've just been talking about her album, Whatever Is. It has five songs on it. Whatever Is, Living Water, Faithful and True, which is my favorite. This Offering and Mended. So what we want to know right now is what's next for you? Are there any performances, whether it be online or person or any opportunities that we need to be aware of so we can support you? Um, actually, I'm living that COVID life, so we don't have any events coming up. <laughs> um, no, I have a couple private things I've been asked to, um, to lead a devotion and sing a song for a um, a, a staff meeting. Okay. There's a, a company out in New York and they make these bags that are um, inspired by Kintsugi, which also inspired the song Mended. So they heard Mended and approached me about uh, singing the song because it goes like right along with the vision for their organization. So just doing little things like that. And a whole lot of writing. I'm in a writing season. So um, I don't know. You can watch my Insta and maybe you'll we'll release some little snippets and tidbits. I have uh, one more song on the EP that we're releasing at the end of this month. And then that'll be the whole EP will be done. And we'll do some giveaways to go with that. And then I have another special project that's coming up later this year that is a fun project. Um, an artist commissioned me to write a song to go along with one of his paintings. So we'll be releasing Ooh. his painting and my song together. Wow. And that's going to be a, a fun project. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. So the reason why I ask that is because I've seen a lot of artists actually go online and have concerts. So I'm hoping that maybe you do that because I think a lot of people will want to sit there and watch you actually sing it. Because watching your videos and watching you praise and while you sing, it is such a relief. It gives mm -hmm. you this aura and it, it makes you want to be where you are, like in that studio, in that moment, feeling and, and just getting that rush of the Holy Spirit, that wind. You know, I mean, just me personally speaking. So I hope that's something that you consider because um, I, I definitely sign up to watch you. So okay. who is your dream artist or group that you would like to collaborate with and why? Anybody in the world? Anybody? This is a this is tough because I actually really love working with the people I'm working with right now. <laughs> but if I had a dream co-write, um, I would love to be in a room with Sean Curran um, just to either write with him or worship with him. I think I think the world of him as a writer and a worshiper. Um, I, I would also love to be in a writing room. This is way out like. Like maybe one day in heaven, I would love to be in a writing room with uh, Jason Evigan and John Bellion together. I think that would be just so much fun. <laughs> but they're not even my genre, like not even close. So it would just be me hanging out, having fun, watching them work. 
So what genre are they in? I don't, I'm not familiar with those. Two. They are pop writers. So they write for, um, well, like Justin Bieber's two new songs. Um, so those were co-written by John Bellion. And um, the more you say his name, I'm like, okay, I think I have heard that name before. So he write. they both are like pretty famous pop writers working with like Maroon, Jason Evigan writes with Maroon 5 a lot. And anyway, you can go look them up. What's the best advice you can give an artist about co-writing or creating music? The best advice, well, you're never going to arrive till you arrive in heaven. Mm-hmm. So just keep growing in skill and in character and um, and spend every single day with Jesus. Not just like your 15 minutes in the morning, yeah. but like live your life tapped into the Lord and he will open your eyes to the most beautiful things. And that's where inspiration comes from is living life. Inspiration doesn't come in the writing room. Inspiration yeah. comes by living life. And then you bring that into the writing room. And, and then that's what comes out on, in a, in a worship setting. Public worship is just the overflow of what's happening privately. Yeah. So if you're not doing it in your personal life, it's not going to come out in a corporate setting. As a, whether you're leading worship at a church or performing on a stage or recording for a project, if you're not spending that time cultivating your own life with the Lord, then it's just going to be, um, well, I could call it a few things. (laughs) So tell people where they can find you, you, your website and, you know, where to buy music and all that good stuff. Well, um, my website is sherewright.com, S-H-E-R-E-E-W-R-I-G-H-T. Um, and that's where you can get physical CDs, digital download, merch. We have these really cute net gaiters um, for face masks. They're adorable. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Music. And I'm streaming everywhere. So you can find me on Spotify. All the videos are on YouTube. And um, I'm on Apple Music. All the places. And you can also find her right here on CMOTH Radio. We keep her heavy in rotation. Absolutely. Um, I need that in the morning and at night. So again, I want to thank you for taking time out. And just being on the show and sharing your beautiful story. And I pray that God continues to bless you by the fruit of your hands. And that it's abundant more than what you ever could dream of. Because you deserve it. Thank you. Same for you.
that I've seen your plan. What started as a trickle soon became a stream. Wide into a Tuning in to Christian Music on the Horizon. 
Your love, appreciation, and support for independent artists are amazing, and we're grateful. We thank God for this amazing platform and pray that you all will be blessed. Thank you for listening to Christian Music on the Horizon with your phenomenal host, KJ.